You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The theme for our sermon tonight is the gifts of Christmas based on the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2. Please be seated. The state of many of our living rooms tonight is powerful proof that Americans like our presents, our gifts. We love shopping for them, but we certainly have to pay dearly for them. We love giving gifts. We look to see, love to see the look on the face of those who receive our gifts. And if the truth be told, we don't mind receiving a gift or two ourselves. Billions of dollars will pass through hands within the next 24 hours. Billions of dollars were spent buying those gifts. And the stakes, the stakes are high. Because Christmas comes once a year. You have one shot at buying the perfect gift. Some people, it seems, have a certain knack for getting just the right gift every time, don't they? How do they do it? Well, it takes time. And it takes thought. But most importantly, you need to know who you're buying for and what they really need. Now, sadly, some people just don't have the knack for gift-giving. And maybe you're one of them. They give something to another person that person really doesn't want or need. Or maybe they give something that's the wrong size, the wrong color, and so forth. But you know, all our Christmas gifts, the perfect and even the less than perfect are supposed to remind each of us of the ultimate gift that was given to the world 2,000 years ago. How different that gift from all the gifts we have given or will give this Christmas. A gift was given, but we didn't go shopping for it. We certainly didn't purchase it. A gift was given. And this gift, there was no wrapping paper, and there wasn't this pretty bow on the top. If truth be told, there was a point in each of our lives when we didn't even really want this best gift of all. So what is the ultimate Christmas gift? What is the best gift of the billions that have been or will be given? It's the gift of Jesus. The Word made flesh. Where gifts are given. Without God's greatest gift in mind, people are left holding nothing more but a pretty box and an empty heart. Jesus is God's perfect gift to the world. Which means, of course, that God knows about the who, in other words, the people of the world, and the what they really need. 
So who am I? I'm a husband, a dad, a son, a grandfather, a pastor. But you know, more than all of these things, I am a sinner. And that goes the same for each one of you. And I know any talk of sin on Christmas Eve seems to be so un-Christmassy, doesn't it? Such a, a downer. Can't we just sing some Christmas carols or two and have some low-fat eggnog and get on with our celebrating? But not so fast. You see, it isn't me who says it, but God who says it, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And if we fall short of God's perfect standards, then we need to be prepared to hear the worst. For Paul says, the wages of sin is death. Now, we can protest any talk of sin, but you know, at the end of the day, the funeral home proves that sin is serious business. And if you doubt me, turn on your TV. Survey what's taken place in this world in the past 20 hours, 24 hours. And the tragedy of sin and the truthfulness of Scripture will be seen there in tragic HD color. But the point is, of course, that if we don't have an issue with sin and death, if we sort of just poop on it, then what does that make Jesus? The world's greatest life coach? A therapist, a Dr. Phil on steroids, a personal trainer. Unfortunately, there's millions of people who think along these lines. But Scripture doesn't. Scripture pulls no punches. Scripture sends spiritual correctness into the shredder. Who am I? I'm a sinner, and I am mortal. So, what is the perfect gift this Christmas? Maybe you're thinking it's a new iPad or iPhone. Maybe that will cure and conquer death. No, let's think even bigger. How about that brand spanking new Lexus we see in the commercial? That one with a big red bow on the top. Well, Lexus might truly enable you to drive in style. The last time I checked, sin and death are no respecters of Lexus and Lincoln, Toyota or Kia. I'm a sinner. I'm mortal. So what do I need? I need forgiveness for my sin, and I need life for my death. Jesus is not grandma's, but God's perfect gift this season. Listen to what the angel said again. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Our Savior is born. He has forgiveness for our sin. 
He has life for our death. God knows us perfectly. The result is God has given to us the perfect Christmas gift. You know what they say, big things come in small packages. The blessings of God's Christmas cannot be overestimated. Jesus is that perfect gift in a small package. But he's also the gift that keeps on giving. John writes, from the fullness of his grace, we have all, we have all received one blessing after another. You see, Jesus is the gift that just keeps on giving. Because his work wasn't done at Christmas. That's when his work began. This child grew up. He lived a perfect life for us so that we can have new status as saints of God. This child grew up so that he could offer his life on a cross for us so that he could give us the forgiveness of our sins that we so desperately need. This child that was once held in Bethlehem's manger would later be held in Jerusalem's tomb for three days before he rose from the dead in victory. And so the gift of eternal life that knows no end is ours only through Jesus. I'm a sinner. And Jesus, I'm a saint. I am mortal. And Jesus, I will live forever. You see, what God has done for me, God has done for each one of you. Jesus is that perfect gift this Christmas. I want you to think hard and long this week. If you didn't receive a single gift under the tree this year, how would your life really change? Are those little gifts all that important? There would be no change. But take away that perfect gift. And I can't imagine living. I dread the thought of dying. In Jesus, we have everything we need. So what gift will I bring Jesus this Christmas? What should we bring him? Should we give him 10% of our last paycheck? When I owe him my life and the world already belongs to him? Maybe I should bring him an hour of church tonight when he calls for our entire life to be one of worship and praise. Should I sing him a song or two tonight? When his ears are already filled with the sounds of angels and saints in heaven. Or maybe I should bring him the work of my hands. Well, I am entirely the work of his hands. A poet once said, What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what I can give him, give my heart.
And I'm not talking about our old sinful dead heart. Not that. But that new heart. That heart that's cleansed and made clean in the blood of Jesus. That heart that's alive and that thrives through faith in Jesus Christ. A heart that the Holy Spirit calls his home. A heart that thumps with joy at hearing about the greatest gifts given to us in Jesus. Jesus is God's greatest gift to you. Now those gifts under the tree, they might be fun, they might be lovely, they might be precious. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, not one of them, no matter how much they cost, it's indispensable. Life goes on tomorrow, with or without them. But that gift in the manger, that gift counts for keeps. May God bless you as you celebrate this greatest gift. A gift from the Father with love to you. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpass all human understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.